Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At T. Fry. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale loan with the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about the great giveaway. They're doing at Sasquatch and Wildcard Casino up in Blackhawk. They gave away a Tesla in their last promotion. Guess what? They're giving away a Tesla again. If you don't want it, they'll give you over $33,000 in cash instead. Head on up to Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos in Blackhawk. Check out their sports book as well. Their 99-cent menu. Sasquatch and Wildcard, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. Time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, today's press conference, uh, I wanted to ask Nathaniel Hackett something that you and I have been talking about on the show. Is he becoming too close to his players? And will he be able to drop the hammer if indeed something happens? So this is off of with our conversation. Uh, He had a trip to London with his family and he met up with Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson's wife. And they went to Wembley Stadium to go see uh, a concert out there. And um, it was the Ed Sheeran concert. And Hackett brought his entire family to go to that concert. So I said to him, what is the fine line between being a friend with a player and being essentially the boss head coach? So I think friendship and relationship is is very important. That's what I was brought up to do. That's how my dad was. And, uh, you know, he's a pretty successful guy. And, um, you know, in the end, you look back and look at all those relationships you've had with the players. I think, you know, as the head coach, they still have to understand that there is a time that is business. And when we ask them and we define that, if they don't do it, then somebody's going to have to say something. I think that's my job to be able to create that relationship. Yeah, you can be a friend, but even with your friends, with your brother, with your family, you know, my kids, I mean, hey, you put your foot down and there are things that you stand for. And the idea is for them to know that. And when they know that, then we're good. So I think there's always. He said that was the first concert he took his kid to. Yep. And it's funny. He teased you about it. No, I teased him about it. He said to me, that's the first concert he took his, his son to or his, one of his kids to. And I said, well, thanks for making me look yeah. bad. I mean, first concert I took me to was at Red Rocks, which is a great place Who to was go see it? a concert. Oh, gosh, I can't even. I think it was Billie Eilish. Or as I refer to her as Billie Eilish, <laughs> just to get a reaction. Well, of course, he's referring to his father's Paul Hackett, who was a well-known coach throughout football. Mm-hmm. Very, very respected. I'm sure he learned a lot, and I know that he did. And here in the case, we talked yesterday. I, I want him to have that whoa moment where the players go, "We oh, that's where we know he is the head coach. He is the boss. He is the hard ass. That's what I was talking about. He's talking just there about mostly Russell Wilson. I want to know if he's going to be buddies with Dalton Reisner, Josie Jewell, or even Jacob Bob and Moyer. Can he be friends with other players too? Or is it, sure. That, that's when you're a player and you look around and you say, well, he's, he's, yeah, he's kissing up with Russell. No, I don't think he's kissing up. He wants to build a relationship. I think that's a good thing, building I relationships. To. I'm just Billy to- Turner called Nathaniel Hackett his best friend. 
when he got here. Mm-hmm. He called him his best friend. And I was like, best friend? That's pretty strong. Like, best man at your wedding, best friend? Really? I thought that was very interesting. I, I think it is important in business and in sports to have those type of relationships. To have, and this is, but this is the reason why. Because when stuff goes wrong, if you only have a work relationship, I think that you are less willing to give the other person the benefit of the doubt. But when you hang out with somebody, I'm not suggesting that Nathaniel Hackett, you know, routinely has different guys over to his house every week. That's not what I'm referring to. But when you know somebody and like somebody and understand their character outside of work and who they are, I think you are more apt to give them the benefit of the doubt. The problem is when you do have to drop the hammer on a friend, how does it affect the relationship? But I have a feeling with Nathaniel Hackett, he's not the type of guy who goes after people like a Bill Parcells went after people. Vince Lombardi, whose players, by the way, loved him, went after people. He didn't hang out with his players, but he was hard on his players. He wouldn't even let them wear colored dress shirts. Okay. But his players adored him because they knew the type of character that he had. So, I mean, I don't know what kind of coaches, you know, hang out with their players, but if you can find a way to, you know, walk that tightrope, I think it's only a positive. But if you can't walk that tightrope and you're trying to, that could be a problem. Well, he, he eloquently addressed that when he said as the head coach, you still have to understand when it's time for business. That's and, right. And to point that out. And he, uh, and he, he talked about you put your foot down even when, even with your kids. So I, I get all that. I just think as it applies and as a locker room full of guys look at him and see, is he just a little bit too selective about who he's buddies with or can he be buddies with us all? Well, he, he's not going to, he's not going to go to Wembley stadium with all of his guys. I think it's important for the quarterback and the head coach, the quarterback and essentially your offensive coordinator. Why not your middle linebacker? Well, you, I suppose you can if that's what you want to. But you're not going to have a relationship with all 53 guys. Mike Ditka have been hanging out with Mike Singletary. I, I don't know the answer to that question. But that's not Mike Ditka's personality. Mike Ditka's personality was Iron Mike. Mm-hmm. That's just the way he was. But I'm guessing a guy like Buddy Ryan hung out, would be more than happy to hang out with his defensive players. But then again, he essentially wrecked the Houston Oilers when he was their defensive coordinator. But he got all that right. I nodding my head when he was talking about those subtle, subtle distinctions about friendship and, and coaching and playing. I'm willing to give a guy the benefit of the doubt if he wants to think out of the box. So my my answer is then it's not prove me wrong, but you know what? If a guy has an idea and it's out of the box and he is an out of the box thinker, we'll see eventually if it works or not. But I'm not going to criticize a guy for doing something that really hasn't been done. A, A new idea could be a great idea. So try it out. And if it doesn't work, then maybe it doesn't work. I think we all have to admit, though, and understand that the, in this age with Instagram, Twitter, everything else, there's a lot of stuff that comes out that maybe maybe wouldn't have happened in the past. It wouldn't have happened in the past. Coaches, you have to coach differently today. No, I'm than saying, you did I'm saying years I'll, ago. I'll bet coaches were friends with players in the past and it never came out. Maybe. 
Actually, I would think that it would have come out because you were able to build relationships with players. You were able to, in the, as a media member, you were able to build closer relationships with the players because they trusted you that you were not going to put it out there. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have a social media venue to put it out. I'm just saying that the, there could have been coach-player friendships that were just as prominent as this that were not displayed in the public. Probably. But when we look in the NFL at what we tend to look at as the greatest coaches of all time, I can promise you there isn't a player that ever played for Don Shula that ever wanted to hang out with him. There isn't a player who ever played for Chuck Knoll that ever wanted to hang out with him. I don't think there's a player on the 49ers that ever wanted to hang out with Bill Walsh or Bill Parcells. They weren't those type of touchy-feely guys. Nathaniel Hackett is a different generation mm-hmm. of coach. And oh, by the way, he comes from a coaching family. But I'm still, I still want to have the, uh, the pleasure of seeing Nathaniel Hackett put his foot down for the first time, being a hard ass. You won't get that pleasure because it'll happen behind closed doors. You will not have that opportunity. I would you, like to see it. Uh, on the playing field, in front of the public, in front of everybody, I would like to see him be a hard ass. Well, he has to prove that to you? Yes, to to you. I'm saying that's what I would like to see. Well, I'm sure you would like to I see. Don't, that. I I'm not sitting I, here being so arrogant that he owes it to me. Okay. I'm sitting here saying I would like to see that. But you know what? I want to see that whoa moment when they all understand that there's a line drawn between friendship and the coach. I'll tell you this. If the Broncos have a practice one day, and it will probably happen because it always happens in training camp, at least with the training camps I've covered. There's always one day where guys just aren't dialed in mm-hmm. and it's a sloppy practice and he might go after them. He might chew them out, but then again, his way of doing it might not be yelling. His way of doing it might be very different, but he's so different that that's the way he can get attention with in such extraordinary fashion as, as being contradictory to his pr- pr- previous approach saying, Hey, that's not, that's not Nathaniel Hackett. He's really, he's laid it on thick today. Yeah. He's shown that when we were, especially if he thinks they're taking advantage of his attitude and it, and his, his willingness to be close to the players. I'll put it to you this way. Here's the difference between a Mike Shanahan and a Nathaniel Hackett, two guys that I covered. There were times specifically with the media where and we got to hit a break. I, I will. I mean, and I'm guessing you may have been in one of these press conferences where one of the Broncos players was accused of a cut block, and it <laughs> happened all the time, right? Yeah. Were you ever in a press conference with Mike Shanahan when one of his players was accused of a cut block? You know what he used to do? He'd stand up at the microphone and say, "Guys, let's go on a field trip," and he would take everybody in the media up to his office mm-hmm. and show them the film. That was being for show. I don't think Nathaniel Hackett's wired that way. Uh, I, I don't uh, think he's for show. And Alex Gibbs was involved in that, too. Okay. But it was Mike Shanahan who had to answer for it. My point is, Mike Shanahan put on a show where we all marched up to his office to go see to go see what it was all about. You don't think Mike Shanahan was sincere in, in doing this? Yes, he wanted to defend his guys. But you're putting on a show. By saying, hey, media, come up to my office. That's putting on a show. That's what that is. That's what the, you could sit and talk about it. Maybe you have a screen behind him. 
but we're all getting out of our seats to march up to his office. That's putting on oh, a I show. Oh, I thought it was a pretty effective means of getting his point across. Fine, but it's putting on a show. That's what it is. Maybe putting on a show is the most effective way of getting your message across. Maybe. I don't think Nathaniel Hackett is a guy. I don't think Nathaniel Hackett is a guy who is looking for attention on himself. Coming up after the break, our friend Sean Keeler, excellent columnist for the Denver Post, wrote a fantastic column on things that are being said about Russell Wilson. And what Sean was questioning is, all these things that have been said about Russell Wilson, anonymously, by the way, does this make Russell Wilson a diva, and does he have baggage that we just aren't aware of yet? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at tfry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, if you're on testosterone, if you've been taking it for a long time like I have, it has become a lot easier and a lot more affordable. There is a great company called Low T99, first all-inclusive treatment for just $129 a month. And I'll be honest with you, they were the first ones to do this. I heard another company on the radio. Now they're doing it, and they're more than $129 a month. So if you're going to try and copy someone, at least make the price lower. They weren't even smart enough to do that. $129 a month. What does that include? They're going to FedEx you every month your testosterone and your supplies. That's for starters, okay? You're going to need lab work done. You got to get your you know blood taken probably about every three months. That's included in the $129 per month. Uh, is it convenient? Yeah, yeah. You don't have to go to the pharmacy anymore because they FedEx you everything. And you don't have to go see the doctor because you're going to do everything remotely. I wish I found these guys sooner. If this sounds like you or somebody you know, trust me, do what I did. Go to LowT99.com. That's LowT99.com. LowT99.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmeurosport.com. All right, let's go out to the hotline. We're to bring in a longtime friend of mine, columnist from the Denver Post, and a guy with the best-looking calves in the Denver media. How are you, Sean Keeler? I'm good. I, uh, I, I, don't, know, I, I don't know how to follow that up. I think I've got the second best. Looking calves after Arn Anderson. No, actually, I mean, that was cool. clearly number two. You know what? I'm going to disagree with you. You know who has the best calves in the market? That is my old partner Andrew Mason. Check out those yeah. drumsticks. I can say proudly that I have never really looked that hard at his legs. Well, are you going to be out there tomorrow? Because Andrew will be. I will not, for reasons we can get into later. But I will be Thursday. Okay. Sean Terry Fry here. Do I want to know how this assessment of calves came about? <laughs> Tell well, him. Tell Eric it's it's uh it's someone else someone else's fault not mine. It's your story to tell. 
because you came up to me and showed me the video. This is your story to tell. It's not. Let's just say that a, a longtime media personality in town got very bored during uh, day one of Rust Fest 2022 and uh, began taking, uh, put up a video of, of the back of my legs next to the back of Arn Anderson's legs. And uh, I don't know if we're allowed to name the offending party, but I, I had to laugh because in my mid-40s, Terry, I'm sure this happened to you all the time uh, in, in, your, in, 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 in your esteemed career. It's the first time I've ever been physically objectified on Twitter. I love it. I don't know what the complaint's about. It was, it was great. Well, listen. You have great-looking calves, and I, th- I think I think Zach Galifianakis is a good-looking guy, and you are a spitting image of him. Well, Sean, yeah, and you're just as funny, Sean. You have only you nowhere to go but down after that. That's, that's true. Yeah, well, that's that's inevitable. I think the nowhere to go but down is is sort of uh, is coming no matter what I do. So I will look back on that tweet and save it when I'm when I'm uh, when I'm fifty and dead. Uh, or, or 80 and can't walk. It'll be one of the two. Well, here's the thing. If Zach Galifianakis ever retires from between two ferns and they decide to bring you on as the permanent host, I would love to be one of your first guests. You're from- I'll, be, I'll make that happen. If that happens, you're on the list. I, honest to God, I think between two ferns might be the funniest thing I've ever seen on the Internet. You know what I'm talking a- about, don't you? Oh, I, oh I, yeah, I don't know if Terry does. I do. It's, it was great. Oh, my I, God. I like that, Cal. Yes. Okay, let's talk about your column, because, indeed, that's why we brought you on today. Not um, my legs? <laughs> well, we brought you on because of your legs. You know, it's funny. When I looked at your legs, all I thought was barbecue sauce. But that's a whole other thing. <laughs> right. I, Iowa State Fair. Turkey. That's what I was thinking. Right there. Those turkey yeah. legs. Like, if, yeah, I grabbed your, if I grabbed your ankle, okay, like, you're a cannibal's wet dream. Honest to God. <laughs> this, oh, this is good. Terry's like, why did we do this today? <laughs> okay, let's I talk. know. It's terrible. This let, is what it's like when we get together. Let's, I'm, a, I'm a great white shark's delight, is what you're saying. Yes, let's talk about your column. Uh, there have been a lot of people recently in and out of this market who have been very critical of Russell Wilson. Uh, one of the first quotes in your column came from an anonymous NFL GM who told The Athletic, the difference with Russell is... He is a lot more high-maintenance. Wilson has an entourage. He needs the office at the facility, the extra hotel rooms on the road, and all of that stuff. And after every quote you wrote, translation, diva, period, baggage, period. That was throughout the entire column. Do you believe he is a diva and he comes with a lot of baggage? Um, I believe he is something of a diva. I do not find his extraneous activities to be baggage. How is that for a politically correct response? For a columnist, you can now, say whatever you want. That's fine. Those two can be those two can be separate. Um, you can be one and not the other, and you can say one is a direct result of both. Um, I think Russell Wilson has good baggage. And it's the kind of baggage you want. Let me put it this way, because the column didn't get into this because the details hit this morning, I think, uh, while we were at a rust fest uh, for the opening of training camp. And that is, and I pointed this point on Twitter, and I'm sure you have too, and I know others have. Would you rather have a quarterback with an entourage and demands on the road and his own trainer and his own sort of team, air quotes, or one that has to have a clause in his contract mandating that he watch a certain amount of film and do homework 
uh, to do his job in the case of Kyler Murray. I know which one I'd rather put up with, but maybe that's just me. Sean, let me frame it another way. And this is a rhetorical question. I'm not, I'm not being argumentative about uh-huh. it. But in Denver, have we been too compliant in buying into the Wilson is too good to be true narrative? Oh, a little bit, yeah. There's a honeymoon. I mean, we're starstruck, aren't we? We when we've had <laughs> when we've when we've had you know chicken fried steak and hungry man meals for five years at that position, and you you give us a table at the you know at Shanahan's with the with the steak. What's wrong with well, chicken fried steak? Uh, there's nothing. Hey, look at, again. Look at my calves. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> and look at my gut. Nothing's wrong with chicken fried steak. But you know what I'm saying. We're we're back at the big boy table. We get excited. So there's some stars in the eyes. And if they lose week one in Seattle, not likely, but certainly possible, uh, yeah, that you're going to find out how many friends Big Russ has in his new town real quick. Ultimately, it's about the bottom line. But for now, yeah, we're a little starry-eyed, sure. We are talking with Sean Keeler, terrific columnist from the Denver Post. I've said to him many times, and I'll repeat it, stop writing really good columns, and I'll stop asking you to come on the show. <laughs> Okay. You just, yeah, you just want to physically harass me on it. No, I don't. I listen, you, listen, you came up to me. Right? You came up. To, you said, look at this. I look know. at this. I was, I was proud. I, I usually get uh, made fun of for my triple chin and my uh, my lining kugels gut. Oh, I, don't, uh, I, don't, I don't get the capsule love. When Russell Wilson first signed here, I talked to somebody who knew him very well and knew a lot of people really well in the Seahawks organization. Everything that you wrote in your column, specifically when it comes to all the anonymous quotes, I knew all of this stuff, okay? But I wasn't the only one that knew all of this stuff. George Payton knew all of this stuff. Nathaniel Hackett knew all of this stuff. And I think you said it best. When When you are dying of thirst for six years, you will drink just about anything. You, you, you honestly, you yeah, will, yeah. but, but here's something else to consider. Okay. A lot of people thought, why in the world would Seattle trade Russell Wilson and everything that you wrote in that column? If people up in Seattle read it, they'll say, that's why Seattle didn't want to have anything to do with him anymore. That was the, the column you wrote was pretty much the tipping point for them that we don't need to deal with this anymore. But for a team that hasn't been to the playoffs in six years, quite frankly, why? I saw a friend of mine brought this up to me the other day. Pretty much what you wrote in your column just the other day was well, he a diva? Does he bring baggage? I said, what do you care? What do fans care? Seriously, what, what, do you, what do you care? All you should care about is winning games. And if yeah. he has an entourage, so be it. It's about yeah. winning. It's, it's not about having Turtle weighing you in three times a day. If he's... 14 and 20 in his first two years here, that'll matter. You know why it'll matter? Because it's about the bottom line. Right. Because it's about winning. But we don't know that yet. And until we see that proven out, he kind of gets along. He he gets a a wide berth now, right? We're still – this honeymoon's going to go probably until something terrible, whatever form happens. I hope it doesn't. And – but I think you have to give – he gets the benefit. Of, we're all like Labradors here, right? We're, you know, not Terry. He's a bulldog. He's, he gets after you. But, but, but you have to give, I think, the benefit of the doubt until you get kicked. And then the teeth can come out. And I think that's fair here. 
I, I think that that's fair. Maybe the teeth will, and maybe it, and, and maybe it won't work. But I think we have to find out. Sean, how many times? How often do you go in the office? What office? <laughs> no, how seriously? I know no, it's moved. No, I was no, going to I was going to ask you to, to next time you come and see me. Next time we're going to the same place, you bring my sunglasses. I left them in the <laughs> office. It's a different place. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, Box it's all. Now. It's all kind of scattered now. But yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's football season, boys. We got to strap. You know, strap it on. And go. Hey, do you enjoy the role of, of commenting on all sports? I enjoy the chance to opine and, and to tell good stories. I kind of don't care where they are. You know, I got mm-hmm. to hang with John Stearns last week. Yeah. You, you knew I, I read some of your stories and some of the fine work you've done with him over the years. These are people who are kind of new to me, but have been a long part of you guys' backstory. And I, and as a baseball nerd, uh, full stop, confessed, I, it was just a thrill just to kind of talk. But we just talked, you know, catchers in the seventies. I mean, that's what I do for fun. I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm such a Eric knows what a complete loser I am. <laughs> oh, stop uh, that on, ev- on every front. Stop but, so, that. I just, I kind of, I like the chance to chase a muse, and and you also have to go where the where the fire is too, metaphorically, not literally. Uh, so I, I do enjoy that, yeah. So you know, do I do I enjoy picking fights? Do I enjoy the blowback? And there's going to be some of that too. We haven't had a good talk with my good friend Melvin Gordon lately, who apparently has taken national offense to something I wrote in June, and that's fine. Uh, that's part of the. That's part of the gig. What's the old line, Terry? You know it. If you ain't getting hate mail, you yeah. ain't doing your job. But you also you also are capable of changing your delivery. <laughs> I, I mean, like to say I like to say that I'm the Dennis Lamp of what we do. I have to. I don't have the stuff. I don't have I don't have Kiz's fastball. I don't have I don't have as good of arm as, as some of my predecessors. I have to uh, I have to put junk on the ball. Sean, what are you going to be writing about tomorrow? I'm not. I'm going to. Uh, I'm glad you asked that as to why I won't be at camp. I have a, a midweek off day uh, because the White Sox are in town. I'm going to take my son to Sox and Rocks. Nice. nice. Well, have a great time. Say hello to Tony Larusa for me <laughs> because he loves the media. And I love him as God. much as Barry Bonds. Oh, don't. That's that's not something that either the FCC or your listeners want me to go into. I'm not a fan of that hire, but right. I wish him well because you don't hire a guy who can't be fired. You just don't, and that's uh, especially when they're eighty. No, no, that's not to be ageist. That's just reality. Do you so. know why Tony La Russa was hired back by the White Sox? Because uh, Jerry felt guilty about nineteen eighty six. Bingo. That's exactly should, why Jerry. Should Jerry have felt guilty about nineteen eighty six. No. Jerry Reinsdorf is an incredibly loyal guy. Actually, and we're getting totally off topic here. I'm going to tell you how loyal he Do is. It. Okay. Do it. Uh, where the Bulls practice is called the Birdo Center. Do you know where the name Birdo comes from? Uh, refresh my memory. It was Jerry Reinsdorf's secretary who passed away. That's right. That's right. That's how loyal he is to his people. And sometimes he keeps people too long, kind of like Ken Harrelson, who I have uh, nothing <laughs> good to say about because oh, I worked with him. Put it, you can put it on the board. Don't, don't, you know what? I'm going to cut you off, and I'm going to make fun of your calves forever if you if you say can of corn, okay? Seriously. don't. I don't want to hear put it on the board, yes. I don't want to hear a can of corn, and I don't want to hear about a guy who had one good season with the Red Sox and can't stop talking about himself for the entire broadcast and doesn't let his color guy talk. Did We're I just 
we're not going to do Carl Yastrzemski stories. We're not going to do yes stories. Oh, uh, we could do. Yeah. You but, and I could do a hawk. Uh, we'll have to do that. We got to get the, uh, the libations and tell Hawk Harrelson. Remind me, because I used to work with Ken Harrelson when I did the pre and post game shows for, for I'll, I'll tell you real quick. What, you want to hear this story about Harrelson? Please. Such a jerk. So I was told, <laughs> I was told by my boss, okay, Ken Harrelson is all White Sox all the time, and yeah. you need to know everything about the organization. And the three of us were going to have dinner, okay? So we sit down and have dinner. One of the first questions out of his mouth was, what can you tell me about our double-A team? And you know what I said to him? You know what I said to him? You know what I said to him? I said, I said what do you want to know? You want me to start with Joe Creedy, the third baseman? And I went through the entire friggin' lineup. Birmingham Barons, baby. Yep. He looked at me like I had 10 heads, like, I can't believe you know that. And I'm thinking, if you're going to grill me about meaningless crap like that, I will have answers for you, you big fat jerk. He, he was the GM who, who fired Tony La Russa. That's that right. That claim to fame. And, and Jerry has never let that down, and so he's ruining yep. uh, a good young core with this nostalgia trip. That's yes. the short answer. There's a lot of Rockies parallels in the White Sox. Are there not in some ways? Uh, yes, Jerry Reinsdorf is incredibly loyal. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that for sure. No yeah. question about it. No question. Yeah. Uh, we got to run, and uh, and once you hang up the phone, we'll talk about your thighs. That'd be great. Don't okay. That. See you, Sean. See ya. Thanks. See you, pal. All right, coming up after the break, boy, that was a long segment, but I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, Cortland Sutton said something very interesting at the press conference today, something that I'm not sure... Some, I'm not sure anyone has said it for the last six years. What did he say? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at tfry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com for your next project, whether it's a deck, fence siding, anything else. Wholesale pricing, can't beat it. Don't go to the big box stores. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sdhmazda.com. I'm not sure if I have heard this phrase or something like it uh, since the conclusion of the 2015 Broncos Super Bowl run. Corlin Sutton said at today's press conference, we don't want to sneak into the playoffs. We want to host a playoff game. And we want to hoist the Lombardi trophy. How much do you believe a positive mindset could actually affect results on the scoreboard? Very, uh, a significant amount. You know, there's always the attitude of, if you don't believe you can do it, you won't be able to do it. And in this case, I think he's somewhat saying, setting the bar at, just making the playoffs, but also moving on from that to say host a playoff game, which is a significant. Me- you got to win the division. Got to win the division to do that, and hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. And I thought it was 
interesting that both Peyton and Hacka were asked about the Avalanche. And yep. They talked about hoisting the Stanley Cup and being there for playoff games and the atmosphere. And but I remember, and you remember, and we all remember the Avalanche for several years had that cup or bust mentality and didn't weren't able to make it succeed. So I don't I don't think necessarily talking about the Lombardi Trophy this year is a sign that they'll be viewed as a complete and utter failure if they don't win the NFL if they don't win the Super Bowl. But I I think it's very healthy that they're setting the bar higher. By the way. I believe the Avalanche raised the Stanley Cup one month ago today. Doesn't it seem like five years ago? Yes, it does. I believe it was one month ago today. And by the way, can we have some, can we have the breaking news? Why we have breaking news? Nazem Kadri. Nazem Kadri still has not signed with anyone. Well done, Terry. Well done. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? Seven-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Julio Jones has a new team. We'll tell you who, and we'll get to the 49ers quarterback news as well. That's coming up next on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman and Fry. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at tfry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Veteran wide receiver Julio Jones has a new home as he agreed to a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers today. The seven-time Pro Bowler gives uh, soon-to-be 45-year-old Tom Brady another weapon as Jones looks to rebound from a down season last year with the Titans. Uh, thoughts on this signing? Well, it was inevitable because Garoppolo still has the shoulder issue. So uh, Trey Lance was going to be the no, starter no, no, no. anyway. He's, he's the, Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Oh, I'm sorry, I was. It's okay. Julio Jones went to Tampa. I'll, I'll, I'll start. I'll start by talking about this because we mentioned this earlier in the show. We we're talking about Russell Wilson and what his new contract might look like. If I had to guess, eh, I'll say something in the neighborhood of about five years, two hundred and sixty million. He'll make more than everybody else by a smidge, right? I'll be higher paid, I believe, than Aaron Rodgers. And so the reason why I'm bringing it up is Tom Brady's making $15 million. I understand his age, but at the end of the day, when you're making $15 million and you're the 16th highest paid quarterback in the league, you can make moves like this. So when you now have, as you said, Godwin and Evans and Julio Jones, and Julio Jones hasn't been really that good over the last couple of years, but at one point, he was arguably the best wide receiver in football, 
If this guy finds a way to catch lightning in a bottle, holy cow, what are the Buccaneers going to look like? An offensive juggernaut, if you ask me. Yep. 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 And you know what? They, they have a guy with this. I'm sorry if, if anybody disagrees. A guy with the same talent level as Antonio Brown, just not all the headaches. Agreed. And a lot bigger, too. More yep. of a red zone threat. No you think question. he's still one of the 10 best receivers in the league? Who? Don't. No. No, because he, he, he only played two games last year. And then the season before, he really wasn't yeah. that great. But then again. Can look, he be? What's that? Can he be? With Tom Brady, you better believe it. When you're playing with a Hall of Fame quarterback and a guy who's still playing at a high level, all you have to do is get open because Brady will get you the ball. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan met this morning with Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> the three of them talked, and then afterwards, Shanahan told reporters, we have moved on to Trey. Uh, your thoughts on the 49ers riding with Trey Lance as their number one quarterback and Jimmy G's future. Sorry I jumped ahead there, but they pretty much told Jimmy G he isn't in the future and that uh, they, they will try to move him as soon as they can. I hate to break it to everybody, all of the Drew Locke apologists, but Drew might not even make the team when, not if, when Jimmy Garoppolo goes to Seattle. How sure are you of that? Not 100%, but Seattle needs a quarterback, right? He's got to get healthy, too, though. Garoppolo, he's fine. He's fine. He can play. Okay. He's healthy. I mean, from everything I've read, is are you reading differently? No. Oh. I mean, who else really needs a quarterback right now? That's about it. That's the most likely landing spot, even though it is in division. Right. Well, well here. From what Kyle Shanahan knows about Jimmy Garoppolo. But Garoppolo, had sho- he had right shoulder surgery in March. He'll be able to play. I mean, at the end of the day, then he doesn't play at all. I mean, no one's going to give up anything. I think he probably winds up in Seattle. At some point, I think he... And I could be wrong. At the end of the day, there's going to be a quarterback that gets injured. But getting back to your point about Shanahan trading him within the division... This is what I was told about what Kyle Shanahan said about Jimmy Garoppolo after the 49ers lost in the Super Bowl. When they had the lead, he said, Jimmy Garoppolo cost me an effing Super Bowl. That's what he said. I don't think for a minute Kyle Shanahan has any reservations about trading him to any team because he doesn't believe that he's that great of a quarterback and Garoppolo Ask anybody that has ever coached for the 49ers. He's prone to at least two, three, four mistakes a game. He'd be more than happy to give Jimmy Garoppolo to Pete Carroll. And you might be right, Terry. Maybe he's not healthy enough to play, but we'll see. I think Seattle will eventually pick him up when they realize, unless they want the number one pick in the draft, Garoppolo is a better option than Locke and Geno Smith. And I think the one thing we know is they don't want Garoppolo around to be a distraction. Well, that's the funny thing. Everything that I've heard about this guy, he's not the distraction type. He's a good soldier. But that, that he doesn't have to even participate in it for it to be an issue. Trey Lance is the guy, and the, the minute that Garopp, Garoppolo watched them draft Trey Lance with the, what, the third pick in the draft, mm-hmm. he knew his days were numbered anyway. 
Draymond Green said that his 2017 Warriors team that had Kevin Durant would have beat the 1998 Chicago Bulls. That was Michael Jordan's sixth and final championship team. He said our 2017 would have, would have beat those Bulls by a dub and the Jazz by 40 points if they are going to play these brands of basketball. And that's why it is dumb to compare eras. Uh, do you agree or disagree with Draymond? I agree it's dumb to compare eras. Do you think they would have handled? You, you, the Bulls I think like you that, have though? to compare teams within their own era when they're because just of the, the difference in everything that the changes over the years in the game, in the uh, training, and everything. And I think they're close enough together; they're very close together. So there are a lot of similarities in it. But I also think you have to still compare teams within their own era. So, and I read the same story is. Draymond Green talking about this year's championship team? No, he was talking in the 2017 team with Durant. With Durant? Well, I'll tell you this, okay? Michael Jordan would have been all over Steph Curry, and Scottie Pippen would have been all over uh, Kevin Durant. And I got news for you. If Draymond Green, and he is, great defensive player, thinks he's a badass, I would love to see Dennis Rodman stapled to him. That would be all even. And who's going to cover Michael Jordan offensively? Not Clay Thompson. Who's going to cover Pippen? Mm -mm. Those guys are two of the greatest defensive players of all time. And they had uh, Ron Harper on that team, too, who was great defensively. He was a... Was he part of the first three-peat or the second three-peat? Second, second three-peat. Ron Harper was a terrific defensive player. Yeah, stick him on Clay Thompson. Who's going to score? Jordan would have loved to have covered Steph Curry. By the way, I just wanted to look this up uh, about Jimmy Garoppolo because we were talking about him. Um, according to uh, NFL insider uh, Mike Giardi, I don't know who that is, uh, Garoppolo's shoulders, quote, feeling good right now. He's expected to start throwing the football in the next couple of weeks. And that story came out on June 27th. So he's throwing. He's throwing right now. And we'll see what happens. But he's a better option, certainly, than Geno Smith and Drew Locke. And it's Trey Lance's team. There's no question about it. All right, that was Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. Argonaut always has great specials. You're going to love this. If you love domestic wines, 15% off on all 750 milliliter bottles. Argonaut delivers as well. And any delivery over 100 bucks or more, it is going to be free. They deliver to the entire Denver metro area. Check them out on Colfax and see why Westwood has called them the best liquor store in Denver five years running. Or order online, ArgonautLiquor.com. Nigel, it's good to see you. Haven't seen you in like a month. Are you blowing us off? Are you going to show up today and not show up for another month? What's your deal, man? Good to see you, though. Alex, I always know I can count on you. Always. Terry, you were surprisingly really good today. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. I had a brain lock there at the end. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm sorry you had to carry me again. Make it the best possible night you can.